Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to the Learner's Corner. I almost said my other podcast name. I would not do that to my friends here. No, we don't mention that podcast. Hey, we don't mention that podcast because Caleb um, doesn't think that it's it's a valid show. Um, but anyways, welcome to the Learner's Corner. We're so glad to have you all here with us today. My name is Todd Hicksonbaugh, and I'm hosting this bad boy uh, today. Wait, what? Because, hey, I'm hosting. So you stay over Does there. Does that mean that I get to be crazy and that, you get to be sane? Um, I think I'm being pretty crazy right now myself. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so we're we're just glad to have you here. It's a big party. Um, I got two two of my dudes with me. Caleb is not the host of this podcast today. Thank God he's boring. So um, instead, I'm hosting it, and here's what we're doing. So today is a special episode that we're releasing, and it's all about Orange Conference. So um, I was dying of the plague. <laughs> not really i but seriously I, but, but 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 on a but on a for real for real note i kind of was <laughs> and so i had to give up my ticket to orange conference and so what we did was our friend nate nate dog what's up everybody nate dog nate came and, and and took my spot and so nate went to the conference and he did a great job being me so if you met somebody who had my name tag that said the todd father aka Todd Hicksonball on it. You have been catfished. I was undercover. It was pretty sweet. I love it. You you have been catfished because it was actually Nate Dog, and uh, yeah, Caleb was Caleb was Caleb. So sorry. So I'm gonna give a little bit of context before we dive into this. So it it was literally like the day before. It was the day before. The day before yep. we leave, three o'clock in the afternoon. We're leaving at like five o'clock in the morning the next the day next day yeah i get a text yep bro i'm really sick i'm getting worried so so context i was laying on the bathroom floor at my house <laughs> right next to the toilet i will not go any further than that thank you so anyway i was laying on the floor nate comes to conference. so nate got to go to the conference now that we have, now that we all understand where this thing is at and what was going on, um, let's we're gonna we're gonna talk to these two about what they learned, some of their experiences. I'm gonna ask them some crazy questions that they don't know about yet, which I just gave Caleb social anxiety, which is amazing. <laughs> and so this is gonna be a fun episode. Really glad that you're here with us. Hey, before we get into this thing though, seriously, if our podcast has brought you value. Um, please, please, please uh, leave a rating, write a review. It's literally the best way for you to be able to support the podcast. And it really actually helps us in the rankings in the Apple Podcasts directory, which is the largest Apple, uh, which is the largest podcast directory in the world. Please go ahead and do that. Also, follow us on social media. Um, go ahead and do that on Instagram and on Twitter. Yeah, and if you were at the Orange Conference, let us know what you learned about too or what some of your favorite sessions were. Yeah, we want to know. Slide into the DMs, baby. All right. Or you could just reply on social media. You don't need to slide into any DMs. Or you could do that. All right, so let's get into this thing. So I'm going to start it off with, um, I'm gonna start it off with this uh, because I think this is an important question that we all need to know. What was the, the, the song that was on repeat during the drive? What was the song? I feel like Caleb had a playlist of like eight songs and we listened to it for like four times through. And I was sitting there thinking like, seriously, is there anything else that we could listen to? And that was your go-to playlist. I was thinking that we were going to listen to something else. You weren't listening but... to Jesus Jukes? For no. context, I've created a playlist that I call Jesus Jukes. 
No, we weren't listening to Jesus. Oh Christ. my goodness, that makes me sad. So a song. Do you have a song? Was there a song? I feel like there was two. <clears throat> Please. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. What were they? One was "Power Is Power" by The Weeknd, Travis Scott, mm. and SZA. Mm. And the other one was "Hold Me Back" by KB. Hey, 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 hey. Caleb not only listened to them, but he sang along to them. <laughs> like hardcore, too. So I got to enjoy that. Uh, lots, of, lots of good stuff. I love it. Caleb's going to link to those in the show notes because everybody needs blessed with that. All right. So we, we have the song. Um, so you guys got down there, and uh, the first day um, was did you guys sit in on, on any of the, uh, the sessions or anything like that on, on the first day on Wednesday, or did you like skip all of that? Yeah, for the breakouts and stuff. Yeah. Yes. So let's let's. I want to jump in. Let's start. Let's start here. What was your favorite breakout? Like, what was something that that like you 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 sat in on and you were like, wow, that's a game changer. That that I I really am going to be able to use. Kayla, I'm going to start with you because I see your copious amounts of notes from the first day or just in general. Let's do let's do the first day. Okay. So I think there was for me, um, two. Two, uh, two sessions that really stood out to me. One was from uh, both friends of the pod, actually. Two friends of the pod for the sessions. One was from Chef, um, Tom Chef Shunas, and the other one was from Stuart Hall. And really, Chef talked about um, making sure that we're being good stewards of the attention that people are giving us. And is what we're doing really worth people's attention? And so there really wasn't a lot of practical stuff. It was just, you know, really the question that it left me with is, you know, is what I'm doing worth people's time and worth their attention? Sure. And then Stuart talked about um, creating next generation leaders and really uh, or helping students become um, leaders. And one of the insights that really stood out to me from that was how we talked about how culture moves in about 20 year spans. Mm. And so really what he was saying is that, you know, we have a tendency to look at and blame uh, what, whatever generation that you think um, is something wrong with, or if you think that something's wrong with the generation, we tend to look at that generation and go, why are you that way? When really we should be looking at um, their parents or we should be looking at the people of 20 like we should be going back 20 years ago and look what has shaped this generation today love that nate yeah so caleb and i actually went to the same breakouts that day and so some of our notes (laughs) are similar (laughs) that's what happens when you get the ticket the night before um but i would just piggyback off of the Stuart hall conversation um he spent a lot of time on gen z and really going through what they're known for, where the areas um, that they're going to have the most pitfalls moving forward, but then also the areas that they're going to be most successful. And so that was just really cool to hear. Um, It's a great way to start the week because all the information that you're going to hear, um, you're going to need to kind of figure out how can I apply this to our students, to our volunteers moving forward. So that really helped. And then the Next one that I went to uh, was with Nona Jones, and she's from Facebook, and that was how to lead in a selfie-centered generation. She just gave some really great points on how Facebook is moving forward and how they're creating groups uh, for students that feel like they, nobody knows them, that they're by themselves, and how you can create community even online, uh, and how you can use social media platforms to really strengthen those connections. Yeah, I think something that was really interesting about 
that talk and would love to hear your guys' thoughts on it is she basically broke down the perception that um, Gen Z isn't on Facebook. But like, as soon as I started, she was like, no, they are on Facebook. Like I started thinking through and I was like, they are, they just don't post. They just want to see what everybody else is up to. But she said, that's where, um, that's where groups can come into play is that they'll be more active on groups because it's private because not because mom and dad can't see what they're posting about and they're not i know the tendency is to think it's a devious thing a devious thing but it's but it's not but it's not yeah and i and i've actually had some conversations with some students before about facebook and like what they think of it and and i think that they view facebook almost like we would probably view linkedin it's a tool to them um, they, 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 uh, one of the common uses that a lot of teenagers get Facebook for is when they go to college and it's so that they can look up their roommate and it's so that they can, they can join the group that is for their dorm. That's a very common reason why they, why they get that. And so, yeah, I love that conversation. I love the, the fact that, that she's was breaking that down. So I'm glad to hear that she did that. By the way, Nona Jones also just came on Carrie Newhoff's uh, podcast recently and dropped some gold in terms of talking about groups and how churches can use that. Caleb will link to that in the show notes as well because I think that's a great conversation. Yeah, I'm making Caleb work because he's a jerk and he needs to do something. <clears throat> Now, so you guys attended those on the first day, and then the second day. So let's just do let's do this. Um, so, what was your favorite moment just of the conference? And please, somebody tell me that it was John A. Cuff and the Turtle P. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so we'll just we'll just we'll exclude that. We'll, we'll exclude we'll that because that was amazing. We'll talk about it. So, uh, <laughs> for those of you who aren't aware. Of what happened so john acuff is like kicking off orange conference on night one and the so the theme of the conference was it's personal is this so this is wednesday night yeah this is wednesday night and the theme is it's personal and he said well i'm gonna get my talk started the best way that i can i'm gonna give a list of the most personable animals from like most to least personable and so somewhere during the list he brings out a turtle also we gotta mention he brought out a pig too which that got no love. It was screaming like crazy. <laughs> and it was just was like screaming like, yeah. And nobody was, <laughs> no, there was, that was not, well, that was not a talked about thing on the internet. No, well, that's because what happened next was he brings out the, the turtle and he starts, he, he starts dissing the turtle and it's almost like the turtle heard him because as soon as he started throwing shade on him, the turtle starts peeing. Literally, literally, and there's a great picture of this. That I don't know. Somebody, somebody we'll link, hit this we'll perfect. Link, we'll link the uh, John's Instagram, and you can check it out there. It's so ridiculous. It's on there, but it is, it is crazy. But here's here's something that um, he talked about this later in the conference. He he didn't know what he knew something was going to happen with one of the animals. He did not know what would happen. But I think there's a lesson that can be learned there is just creating creating an opportunity for something um, unexpected to happen because something was going to happen with one of those animals. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was most people's favorite moment. But, Caleb, I want to hear, like, what was your favorite outside of that? Like, what was your moment that you were like, yep, this is Orange Conference this year? 
that's a good question. It is a good question. It's one of my favorite questions to ask about Orange Conference because, Nate, you've been there a couple times. Yep. And I, I've been there a couple times, and I know Caleb has been too. And, like, there's always this moment that everybody has because Orange Conference, if you work in the church world and if you do family life ministry in particular, there's always this moment during that conference where maybe it's a moment where somebody says something and it clicks or it's some of the worship times or it's something funny like John and, and the turtle. But there's always a moment. So, so maybe, Caleb, maybe I'll, get, I'll come back to you unless you've got it. Nate, I'm going to ask you the same question. Yeah. So um, to kick off the conference, they were saying, like, how can we have this big opener? We've got all this pressure. And they were kind of making fun of it. And so everybody was excited to see what was going to happen. And they brought out a band that was just high school students from all around the country. So they went through and introduced each band member. And they had people from Kentucky and Florida and California. And so it was cool because everybody in that room is having some kind of impact on the next generation. And it was cool to see that they're going to kick off the conference uh, with students that are leading us. And so that was just a cool thing to get in perspective because all of the speakers are well-known, unbelievable, qualified yeah. people. Uh, worship is incredible from some of the best musicians in the world. But for them to start off with a band of students, high school students, yeah. it was just a totally different feel. And it was like, this is going to be an amazing weekend. And it made it personal, which is, was the theme of the conference. Caleb, Jay, Mason, I know that you've researched your copious tome that you've compiled. What have you drug out as your moment? I don't know if there was a moment for me to be completely honest with you. Um, Caleb's always got to flip the paradigm. I mean, I... I I don't think there was a moment for me because I think I went in so excited. Mm -hmm. um, like I was pumped from the jack uh, from, from the start of it because, you know, I think especially this year, you know, I, I feel like something has, uh, you know, resonated with me really strongly, you know, each year, you know, the past couple of years are for my name, like the theme being for, for my neighbor, for my neighbor. Yeah. And then we could do, um, we're better together, better together. Yeah. But this year, for me, um, with it's personal, I feel like this has just been something that's been, um, you know, even leading up to Orange Conference, just something that I really care about. So I was ready to go from the start. And then, you know, I think just seeing, you know, some of our friends uh, yeah. as well just got me even more jacked for it. And then, um, and then honestly, I would say, you know, probably just from the get-go of, you know, Chef's uh, session about attention, just hearing that, it was like, okay, it's like Orange Conference is here and they kicked yeah. it off with a bang. And from what I'm hearing, um, Chef really killed it. Like, and, and by the way. Not just in that session. Hold too. on. We'll get most, to that Yeah, later. most people, so most people, um, Chef's coming out party was last year at Orange Conference when he had the main stage. I think it may, it may have been his first time on the main stage of Orange. And, and people were like, wow, this guy's really smart. Yeah, he is really smart. Um, and he's been really smart and that good for a long time. So I've been hearing that Chef and all of the things that he did really just took it to the next level. So I'm, I was glad to hear that. All right, Caleb um, and, and Nate, let's let's go. Um, what are what are some let's what are some things you what are some things you learned? I'll start with Nate. What what are some of the big things that you're going to take away? You learned it. I'm taking it away. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna use it. Definitely. So. Uh, I went to one of the breakouts with Jessica Beeler, and um, it was all about creating a great guest experience at mm -hmm. your church. And I think that's something uh, that we're like, hey, we've already got stuff in place. I think we've got some good systems. But literally that whole breakout, um, 
I was just taking notes the whole time. Like it was practical stuff that we could take back. I could implement like nine of the 10 things that she was talking about while I was still at Orange Conference and have that either sent to my volunteers yeah. or just taking care of people. And with the theme of it's personal, um, that goes to our students, that goes to our parents, that goes to our small group leaders. And she was just throwing a list of stuff churches are doing to take care of their people, to giving them a memorable experience. And so I've got like all of these things and like some of it, it's crazy. Like they send pizza to their volunteers midway through the week to say, Hey, dinner's on us this week. And that's something that I can do to just say, Hey, I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate the time and sacrifice that you're making for your students. And so all of those ideas, um, I want to sit down and say, like, what are our gifts for first time guests? The first time they come, second time they come, third time they come. Uh, and they said, uh, she said a quote that really sticks out to me. She says, we as church staff spend little to no time prepping for the pickup and drop off areas for our families when that's the only time that we get a face to face interaction with them. Yep. And so we have all of this time in the week that we're prepping and getting ready. And the moment that we're face to face, we've got stuff to do or it's yeah. just a, hey, good morning. And so really looking at that and saying, how can we best utilize that time in front of families? And Jessica's actually released all of her PowerPoints. So you can actually download, um, you can download, I think it's off of her website. Um, all you have to do is just give your email and, and you can download all of her PowerPoints from all of this, not just that one, but all of the different sessions that she did, which is great. I know a lot of the speakers this year were doing that, particularly from the breakouts. <clears throat> Caleb. Well, I was going to say, can I jump off of something? Cause as, yeah, please as do. we were thinking about that, I thought of, please uh, do. you know, the, the, them buying pizza for their volunteers. And it really made me think of, and you know, I think. Kristen uh, Ivy especially hit on this, but being personal requires so, it requires a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to underestimate that because it costs money for the pizza. Yeah, that costs, it costs something. It costs time. Yeah. It costs energy. It costs my inconvenience um, as well. And it costs me me. And I'm just thinking like, is there any, obviously, you know, it's going to cost us those things, but why, like, why do you think it's so difficult for people to be personal? Do you want me to answer that? So, so there's a a verse that I, that I, that whenever I think of, and when I teach on first impressions in children's ministry, um, this is one of the things that I go back to, um, all the time. And it's, and and this sounds extreme because it talks about dying, but, um, I think it, it illustrates the point well. And it's when, when Jesus says, you know, some, some people would say, that, you know, sure, I would, I would die for my friend, right? Like I would die for somebody who I care about, somebody who I love, right? I'm paraphrasing. Um, I would die for my friend, but would I die for somebody that I don't know? Would I die for somebody that I dislike? Would I die for somebody who I've met maybe once or twice? And I think that it illustrates the point that it's easy to do extra things for people that we know in a deep way. It takes something from us. It costs us something when we do things for people that we've just met for the first time or that we don't know as well. But here's the crux of the whole thing is that I think that God calls us to do that, particularly in a lot of the teachings that Jesus has, talking about going the second mile, right, which was something that people would do for a soldier to carry their backpack the extra second mile when by law they were only required to go one mile. Um, be making sure. By the way, the gospel in itself is going the extra mile and being personal. So 
<clears throat> I think it just makes sense that when we work in churches and when we're doing these things, that it, that we do go the extra and do things for people that we wouldn't normally do. But you're totally right that it does cost something, and we have to understand that, which is, by the way, also why we should be making sure that our own health, that our own, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, is intact so that we can do these things because it is what is required. It is being personal is what is required. Yeah. And I think, um, I think one of the things that I'm wrestling with right now is almost being personal or loving people without expectations as well. Expectations of something coming, being yes, reciprocated being or reciprocated oh, okay. because, um, because that I understand what you're saying of doing that with people who are um, who we may not know very well, but ultimately, you know, if you're being personal for someone because you expect them to be personal back to you, I mean, it's cheap. Is that really being it's, personal? Right, and it's and it's cheap is what it actually is. It's it it feels cheap, and it is kind of cheap. Um, yeah, yeah, I love that. Nate, you got any thoughts on that? No, I think it's good. Um, we're called to love other people and to meet them there. And sometimes we just need a reminder of that. And sometimes we can um, say, hey, I've written a thank you card or I've taken them out to coffee. But I think it's just surprising them with something new and showing up when they least expect it. And so I think that's why like this whole breakout was just a good thing for me because it has a ton of ideas and it's just meeting people in different spots in different ways. And so. I think the more we can get together and say, um, and not only just surprising them with random stuff, but Caleb and I have been talking about this, like sending them their favorite things, but that means we need to be intentional on the front end to know those things and to know what their favorite candy bar is and to know what their family prefers for dinner and all those kinds of things. So that relationship really needs to get deep. Nate, what's your favorite candy bar? I don't really like candy bars. Nate, what's your favorite candy? I like Skittles. That makes a lot of sense. Taste the rainbow. <laughs> I'm definitely going to send you a pack of Skittles now. Purple. All right. Per you like the purple ones? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll make sure. All right, Caleb, you keep trying to jump in. Well, I was going to say, I think you're uh, – I want to clarify something um, because we can listen – especially you mentioning, you know, we need to be intentional on the front end of thinking that systematizing something makes it impersonal. But really, it, it doesn't. It helps prepare you so that because if I know what your favorite candy is, or if I ask on a form what your favorite candy or candy bar is, it allows me to be more personal, not less personal, because I know you better. I have a volunteer who is a he, he does a lot of large group hosting for me. Um, he also has done from time to time. He's been the storyteller in our elementary space. And, and he does this weird thing. He's one of my, he's also one of my coaches. He does this weird thing with, with, with just people in general, but he'll ask like, when you first meet him, he'll ask these weird questions. Like he'll say, you know, what, what's, if you could have one superpower, you know, what would be your favorite superpower? And then he'll ask something like, you know, what's the, what's your favorite meal that you've ever eaten or just weird things like that. But then what I find is that later he uses that in certain ways. He'll use that information that he did. And I, when I first met him and he would do that, I always thought that was like, dude, that's kind of weird. Like, what are you doing? But I, now I understand what he's actually doing, which is he's aggregating information to be able to get to know you in a personal way. And in, 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 in it's a moment that you'll remember like, oh, I did tell him that I would love to, to be able to have laser vision like Superman. And then he sent me a card with a Superman sticker on the inside of the card. 
Like, that's really funny that he would think to do that. But he'll do these things. And, and I, I learn a lot from him in terms of, of how to do this um, even better. But, yeah, I love that. I love the, the, um, the personal touch of, of first impressions. All right, what's, what's um, so, so that was Nate's was Jessica Beeler. Caleb, what's a, what's a thing that, that's practical you're taking away from this conference that you're going to use? I know you have seven. Give me one for right now. I'll come back to you later. Okay. I think uh, one for me is, so uh, Clay Scroggins, uh, who has also been. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Um, did a session about a book that he's got coming out. This fall called how to lead through distraction and caleb's literally been talking to me about this for the entire week since he's been back i know i'm very that was excited. just me I'm pausing that was me it. hitting a pa- pause button for a second just to let you all know that caleb's obsessing over this by the way clay please come on the pod first of all he's already been on the pod but anyway come back so one thing that he mentioned uh one thing that he mentioned was he talked about a, an emotion wheel or a feelings wheel. Which Caleb loves this stuff. So this is something that I've literally already used. Um, and if you're not super familiar with it. He uses it now to figure out what he's going to eat for breakfast. Basically, what it does, it's a wheel that has all of these different emotions on it. And it breaks it down. Um, because one of the things that is, is just more difficult for, um, for men to do, particularly myself, is to identify what emotions that we're truly feeling. Typically, we stop at... Um, either angry or happy or angry. Basically caveman thoughts and emotions. But, uh, and if, I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that this is just something that I've been trying to figure out myself uh, for the past several months. Shout out to Brene Brown. Brene, you can come on the podcast as well. Please come on. Um, We shout out people, by the way. Nate's looking at us like we're weird. Like, we shout out people the entire time on our episodes. That's good. But anyway, what it does is it's helped me. And I was, we were literally just talking about uh, a situation that um, just happened to us this past week. And literally, I went to the feelings wheel because uh, I dug down into angry. uh, And it was like, no, I don't feel angry. I feel betrayed. And I feel. Um, I feel let down and it helped me process through the motions a lot quicker than I think just uh, than just realizing that I was angry. It's why, why do I feel angry? Because I feel like someone made a promise to me and they did not keep it. So anyway, there's that. So now that we've diagnosed, I'll link link to the feelings wheel in case you're interested and it is super helpful. So now that we've diagnosed the fact that Caleb thinks about things like this during the week. Yeah. Cause Unlike some people, Todd, I'm concerned about my emotional health. I just buy myself a Starbucks drink and move on. (laughs) I just drink whatever. Super healthy. I just drink whatever the latest. Just move on with life, man. That's the picture of emotional health right there. (laughs) Right below that is eating ice cream alone at my house. Well, I've done that too. So let's move on. All right, so Nate, give us something else, maybe the, a session that you sat in on, um, or it, it could be a main main room session, it could be a breakout. Give us something else that, that you took away that you're definitely gonna, gonna use again. Uh, Reggie kicked off the whole conference and was kind of giving us the theme. And so he had five points that fell into how to make things personal, how to make relationships personal. And so the first one is, do you know my name? And that's easy if it's people that we're around or hanging out with, students, volunteers, uh, people we work with, we can know that. 
The second one was, do you know where I live? Which kind of takes a next step because when I think about it, there's a lot of people whose names that I know, but I don't really know the context of where they live, what their growing up was like. Uh, the third point that he had is, do you know what matters to me? And that one can be difficult too. It's like, hey, I know your favorite sports teams, but I don't really know more than that. The fourth one that he said is, do you know what I have done? The past regrets, my secrets. And then the fifth one is, do you know what I can do? And so that's believing in people before they can believe in themselves. And so I think that's huge, making it personal. Um, I can think back to the adults that were in my life that believed in me before I believed in me, and that's why I am here today. And so I was really just thinking through, this could be coworkers, this could be neighbors, this could be your own family members, but like sometimes out of this list of five, I can stop with, I know three of them really well, but I don't know the two. And so that means I need to take an extra step in making it personal, showing the love of Jesus and so that's kind of something that I need to work on. I love that. And I think that, by the way, this should, that, those five things, and when I first read them um, earlier this week, there was a, post, a Facebook post where somebody wrote those out, and they were talking about how they were actually going to have them posted in their church. I think that should be posted in every volunteer central space, in every family life ministry area, in every church in the world. Because I think those five questions are that important. Because um, I'm just thinking of, in my context, working in children's ministry, those are literally the things I ask my small group leaders to do all the time. I'm like, hey, here's some things I need you to find out. Um, and whether it's a systematized thing where I'm like, you know, hey, we need to know this information. Mm -hmm. Or it's, you know, they come to me with a problem and I ask, well, did you ask them? Like, what, are, what is it that they're doing in school? What is it that they're doing? It is so important because that's when um, vulnerability can take place. It's really just building the framework for vulnerability. To, to be able to to thrive. Yeah, and Nate and I were talking, I think it was after the night that Reggie talked about this, um, is that great leaders ask those questions. Yeah. And, you know, and we were even just talking about um, a couple, like just people who have led us throughout and how some of the, some leaders have, you know, maybe answered two or three or, or some of those questions, but it's the leaders, uh, who we feel like have invested in us the most, they ask all five of those questions. And really, for me, um, you know, that kind of jumps off to, I would say, my next uh, my next takeaway is... We're all about the transitions up in this place. Yeah, is I don't feel like a lot of people have asked all five of those questions of me in my life. Um, like, whenever I would say of someone who has intentionally mentored me or led me... Um, I would say, like I can count, I can count them on one one hand, and I don't even need all five do, fingers. Do to you do think that. that that's because people don't want to know? Or do you think it's because they're assuming that they already know those things about you? Do they not just not know? Like, do they just not know to even think to ask that? Like, what do you think that is? Um, I I honestly don't know. Um, I think for I think for different people, it's been different reasons because I would say. In some instances, I have intentionally sought it out, and it wasn't returned. Whether, you know, hey, I, I wanted to meet with this person on a regular basis, and then, uh, you know, maybe I initiated it, and then it started, and then it fell away after, you know, one or two meetings or something along those lines. Um, but anyway, the thing, um, the thing that it's challenged me with is 
um, feeling like, okay, Caleb, it's easy to go, you know, I don't have anybody, but are you doing that for other people? And right now, um, where, where I work at, I don't feel like we're doing that really well. Um, I don't feel like we're doing that really well whenever it comes to some of our newer employees. Mm. Um, you know, we have a lot of, we've just hired a lot of young staff. And I think back to uh, myself of uh, whenever I first came on. You're really old too. Uh, yeah. Uh, whenever I first came on staff um, and thinking back to myself of being here and just realizing how um, how well I did not handle things, looking back on it for, I mean, there were some things that I did okay at, um, but looking back on really thinking, man, I don't think I handled my first year of employment here very well, or at least as well as I could have. And so trying to initiate and take, um, take responsibility for that and try to be personal for people, try to care for people and help help them avoid some of the mistakes that I've made and help them go further faster. Way to, way to quote one of our favorite podcasters lines. Proud of you. Love that. Well, that's because it's a good line. <clears throat> it is. It is a good line. It is a good line. All right. Do either of you have anything else? I mean, as we're starting to, to wrap up, is there anything else that you want to say that you maybe learned and took away from the podcast or from the podcast, from the conference? Um, that you want to, to say, I'll give you each an opportunity to be able to speak to the conference. Yeah. Uh, I went to, um, reaching marriages today, like today's marriages. And that was by Matt Engel is a breakout session. And, um, I was just interested to see what they were going to say, but it was all about technology and data, uh, and how you can use that to improve your communication at church. And so he said that there were three things that your church needs to be considering moving forward. And one is big data. Two is predictive analytics, and then three is precision messaging. And so pretty much to sum up what he was saying is they took all the prayer requests that they got in a three-month span, and they wanted to see what the top three things were. And at least the top two were marriage and health. That's what people were asking for prayer about. And he said, we want to use that data and see what did men 30 and under say was their number one prayer request. Do you want to take a guess what it was? Uh, for spouse. No, it was mentorship Oh, for men 30 and under. And he looked at the staff and he said, we don't have anything for mentorship for young men. And so using that uh, data, using those analytics, he said, we need to have something for our new here desk to say, if you're a man under 30 and you come up, we're automatically going to say, hey, would you want to join our mentorship program? And they started to use those things. So I just think, as we're getting into more and more technology, as we're getting into reading data, um, if your team at church has something like that, I would get with them. I know that's what I want to do with our team. Um, but just try to figure out what's the next step that you can take, get actual real-time feedback from your people, and that way your messaging can be relevant, the programs that you offer can be relevant, and people can say, the church is really meeting my needs. Yeah, I love that. Caleb J. Mason. Yeah. I got. Give me something. Yeah, I got a couple I want to throw out there. Give me something quick. to chew on. I want to say first of all, our guy Sam Collier killed it with his talk. What up, Sam? Self awareness. What up, Sam? What up, Sam? And then it, it took three times. Yeah, and then Clay gave a talk from the main stage, and he talked about, um, you know, North Point where he works. They have 
two value or they have more than two values but two values that he talked about was um make it better and taking it personally and he talked about the tension between the two of them and he said we should be really careful when the stories of make it better outpace the stories of taking it personally so i thought that was an interesting thought as well um but one uh a question that has just been um racing around in my mind is um you know at the end at the end of the day asking myself um have i loved people well because i think it's so easy to get into the the pace of especially you know we work at churches and we go man did this execute well how did the service go how was the band how was you know did and did everything get set up correctly you know all of those things and I think it's really easy to miss out on, you know, but did I, did I love people today? And so that's just something that's really been challenging. It's been challenging me and it's been encouraging me as well because, you know, of us three being followers of Jesus, you know, the most important thing is that we love others as we have been loved. And so just putting those in priorities of like, okay, I've loved people, so I've loved people well today. Well, that, like, even even if things didn't go according to plan or the way things, I've loved people well today, and that's what matters most. Yeah, I love that. Well, hey, that's a pod. Um, so Orange Conference was awesome. Am I, am I yes, talking? it was fantastic. It was amazing. Can't wait for next year. Thanks, thanks for representing me well, Nate. Yeah, let me know if you get sick again. Just I will. Do it I will let you know a little quicker than 24 hours. I will. I will let you know uh, before that. I will make sure that my flu bug or whatever in the crap that was, um, I will make sure it hits faster. <clears throat> that way we can give you um, more of a more of a a um, a runway. I am thankful for your sickness. Hey, you're welcome. I'll uh, I'll help you out any way I can. All right. Well, hey, um, so thankful for, for, for you to be tuning in today and listening. Um, again, I know I said it at the beginning, but seriously, if this podcast has brought you value, please leave a rating, write a review. It takes less than two minutes. You can do that through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. We are on uh, TuneIn. We are on Stitcher. We're on all of the places. Um, please do that. It really does help us out a ton. And also follow us on social media. We are at all of the places, Instagram, Twitter, facebook page yeah and let us know uh what you learned from the orange conference as well we would love to hear that all right caleb do you want to say the line or or do you want me to say the line or or like what's the thing i'll say it so until next time keep learning keep growing deuces y'all